guys, it's time for another episode of the MI Ice Guys, podcasting hard water fishing in the Great Lakes State. Hello, Michigan. Chaz here with Steph and Jake, and we're ready to talk ice fishing because there's ice on the lakes. It is awesome to hear from everybody, and we actually got out and got to do some this weekend. Uh, at, well, I've been at it for a few weeks now and stuff. The boys had little bouts with the, the COVID, so that kind of screwed up a little of their fishing, but they still got in with some. Now, Steph and I, we, we were up uh, running the center of the state this weekend and uh, found some really good ice and an interesting lake, but it was just yeah. kind of puzzling of finding big fish yeah well we found fish got we found a little fish. sorting <laughs> yeah nice we were... to set set the hook on a few felt great and, yeah and the ice was really good and solid so mm -hmm. for those of you that are worried about it hey solid ice this cold weather has been uh it's it's been in our favor lately so uh i can report firsthand that uh at least south of us 10 there's really safe ice and even in the Grand Rapids area, I have reports firsthand that there are people fishing on Reed's Lake in East Grand Rapids. So that's great news. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jake, where have you been? You've been getting uh, out on a few lakes? <clears throat> been getting out on a few lakes as far south as Coldwater. Wow. Uh, Coldwater had four and a half maybe five in some spots uh pure black ice no snow on it so it's building very fast and it's, it's fantastic ice yeah yeah i got a report that uh down jackson brooklyn area and such that they're out on three four inches and they're walking no machines yet down that way but uh they're getting out now i heard uh talk to a couple of guys that they were on uh, cadillac and they mm -hmm. said the machines are running everywhere Yep. So it, it's been very good news and uh, great, as Steph said, to get out there on the ice and catch some fish. Now, we went through a, a, a bit of a quandary with these little fish. It, it was kind of, a, well, it was a lot of fun catching them. But we got some really tiny bluegill. And then one giant speck would show up. <laughs> um, you know, and Steph, you were out there on the live scope. How many, how many holes did you drill just scanning? A lot. <laughs> a lot. You're looking at you're looking at like 140 foot circles, and that's pretty good. I went better than 25 holes before I finally found a group of them, and then you get on them, and if you can get them to hold there, you can melee on them. But then, um, something like my brother was there the one day with a snow dog, and he come riding by with the snow dog. Them fish took off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, oh that group's gone. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go check scattered. somewhere. He fires the thing up, and he drives yeah. between <clears throat> Steph and I. <laughs> and I mind you, this is the guy that used to be so afraid of thin ice mm -hmm. that if we drilled three holes around him, he had to leave. <laughs> so he was afraid he was going through. But, uh, yeah, the fish and the bite was a little light. There were real no real smackers that we got into. It was. Uh, is, is this where I randomly saw you on uh, some random lake up north? Chess? No, we were on a different random lake. Okay. 
Different random um, lake. Steph and I have decided that we can use the names uh, Bass, Round, yep. and Long. Okay. As long as we don't tell you what county we're in. We're yes. Good. Every county's got about two of those, and yes. we're not giving away anybody's secrets. There's plenty of longs. So we were on a long lake and uh fishing out in the basin and I think I was... saw you I think I saw you there too, actually. Did you see me there? I didn't see you. Really? It's the one with the one way road. Yeah. Oh no, not that one. Not yeah. that one. Not it that was one. A different one. Different long. And that was a couple weeks back. We that was a couple weeks one. back. Yeah. And uh we did get some decent <clears> fish <throat> there. Yeah. Although I did think you, you and Dave took mm-hmm. most of the good ones out with you. We put a hurting on them. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had a we had quite a group going with us that weekend. But uh it was I still haven't seen the day when uh, they get into the into the fury to where they're taking the plastics yet. It's been every weekend's, you know, two spikes on a medium sized jig. Yep. Has been the ticket. <clears throat> and uh, you know, get your tight lining skills going because you never know whether it's a uh two inch perch shooting up off the bottom like a rocket, or it's a good crappie shooting in from the side. It's it's really hard to tell, but uh there was a lot of good fishing. Yeah. So what did you find on the bite, Jake? Did you same kind of thing or yeah, so I did I did two tournaments this past weekend. My first one was on Jordan. Um, just getting off the COVID spell. Uh, tested over a week ago, positive. So, um, But did Jordan. There was 25 teams. I fished by myself um, and took second. So I did, did pretty good just by myself. Um, it was the Mid-Michigan Panfish Series, if anybody wanted to look it up. And then... Um, on Sunday, I actually had a partner, had Keith, and we, we went down to uh, Marble Lake for the Southern Michigan Panfish Series. I think it's also called Tip Up Lake, um, and we won that one. Um, and uh, Keith caught a 1.06 bluegill pound. Wow. Pound, nice. Yes. Uh, 11 and 1 eighth. Um Tight lined everything except for Marble Lake. Marble Lake was tough. Um, they tight lined uh, about four minutes in. I put it in the sled and got out the spring bobber, so or mylar, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and it was a two mil bite, real light. Um, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I I prefer those bites over the over the smash fest, but. Um, yeah, we, we, we ran in some good fish, for sure. Yeah. Jor- Jordan Lake's got great ice right now. It's fantastic fishing. Uh, as far as I could see, there was fish. Um, hopefully, you know. What's Jordan hopefully got? Everybody... Five, six inches now? Or... Probably. Probably five inches. Yep, all of five. Um, okay. I, was, I would be very tempted to drive my quad out there all day right now. Okay. Um, the, the very North side is open because of waterfall. The geese kept it open. Um, but the South side kind of where everybody fishes straight out from the launch and off to the right there a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, holds tons of fish. Crappies are not there in the numbers, but, 
Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody who went there didn't catch a nine ounce, 10 ounce gill. Uh, it's just, it's just been good lately. So. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome to hear. Yeah. Steph and I have been debating on where to go this weekend. Um, because the following weekend we're going to be busy. We have to, uh, do the hunting time expo. Oh, uh, yep. doing seminars at that. But, uh, yeah, Jordan was uh, on our short list uh, for places to go, so we'll have to discuss that and see see if we're headed there, or we're going to shoot a couple of secret holes over there between your house and Steph's. Oh yeah, I know where some of those secret holes are, and there. Oh yeah, I have yet to be there, but uh, <laughs> now uh, uh, if uh, you're around, we'll invite you along. Oh, appreciate that. <laughs> no, uh, Jordan, Jordan's been good. The I think the fish is just just stacked up and and. Uh, if you really want numbers and good quality, that's a fantastic place to go right now. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, I think ice is getting pretty safe. So we're catching fish. Everybody's out there on it. If you guys come up with a great one and a question or just want to tell us a story, if you go on to miiceguys.com, there's a special section on there. It says, Ask an ice guy. And that'll email all three of us plus a couple other guys. And we'll do our best to shoot you a good answer. Sometimes you get one answer. Sometimes you get six. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, but we'll give you our best opinion on something. Uh, we won't actually give you GPS coordinates, where to drill the hole on what lake. But we can give you some tips. And Maybe. if you've got other questions and things, it's a great way to go. Or if you want to see us in person, we're going to be at the Hunting Time Expo at the Deltaplex on the north side of Grand Rapids on the last weekend of January. So we're going to grab a fresh beer, and we will be back with another segment chatting about it. Hold on. We're the MI Ice Guys, and there's finally ice. Hey, guys. Jazz here from the MI Ice Guys. I want to talk to you about K&E Stopper Lures, especially the Scandia line of tungsten jigs. I've been having a great time fishing with these this year and last year. The new colors are awesome. Check them out. Get out there to your local sporting goods shop and look for that blue packaging with yellow text on it. Pick up a Scandia lure or 10. It's a whole lot of fun to fish with. They're bright, they're durable, and good stuff. Guys, we're back. We grabbed fresh uh, beers. Uh, Jake even took the time to recycle one. And uh, now we're back, and we were just chatting uh, real quick about some friends. And uh, one guy we know that uh, didn't know a particular knot. And so it was like, a, you know, this guy's pretty well known, and we won't dump him under the bus. But uh, there's some basic knots and some basic things about jigs that everybody ought to know, and not everybody does. So Steph and I are planning on doing some in-person knot tying at our seminars coming up at Hunt Time Expo. And Steph was just showing us his giant <laughs> hook that uh, fits around a beer can that we're going to be able to use as a visual reference when we're uh, showing how to tie that, these things. That and some paracord should give everybody a good idea of how to tie the knots. But, and you I, know, I can't stress it. 
I can't stress enough though. It makes a huge difference on how many fish you actually catch. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we, we were, that led us into another discussion on the, the whole horizontal versus vertical, you know, and Jake is going to share his opinions on it. And then Steph threw us a ringer with a jig that hangs at a 45. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Jake, Jake, when, <clears throat> when do you start suspecting you have the wrong orientation? Well, I, I think that they, they're going to hit, uh, most of the time, 98% of the time, a very horizontal presentation. Um, that's kind of your go-to. It's easy for them to kind of suck it in their gills, and, and they can they can almost swing it in, and so it's easier to hit. Um, it does uh, – how should I put this cor- correctly? <laughs> um, when fish get bigger – they feed differently. And when you're looking for the bigger fish, sometimes the presentation in which it's orientated makes a large difference on the size of fish you catch. I'll leave it at that. But um, it's very nice to play around with both, and I think you can do well on on both, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. So I guess the gist of the story is, guys, if you're getting a lot of dinks like we were last weekend, uh, maybe it's time to switch up your orientation and not just rely 100% on the, you know, oh, I'm using the wrong color. Um, and yeah. with that, you know, comes what kind of knot do you put with each of the different jigs? Right. And we've talked so many times about uh, the reverse snell to be able to do the horizontals and keep them horizontal. But then, Steph, you were talking about what was that jig called? You were talking. Mine was a uh, tungsten jalapeno. Uh, custom jigs and spins makes them, and I like to tie that on with a loop knot, so it's kind of hanging there and dangling at a forty-five. And I was dressing it with a red and white spike, um, just tip hooked through the fat end, so they're kind of flopping out there. Once in a while, I might take the end of the spike and just kind of rip his little head off and squish some guts out on one of them to get a little more floppy action on it. Like a the skin eventually just, just gets flopping out there as an attractor. And it's kicking off those little particles for scent. Uh, the same thing works for uh, wax worms. But giving them, you put two or three wax worms on a, a little vertical jigging spoon, like a big eye jig. Put like three wax worms on that if you're on some nice sized crappies, and they can't resist that. That's like dangling a bacon double cheeseburger in front of Chaz and I. We're gonna we're gonna hit that shit. <laughs> you ain't you ain't kidding on that. <laughs> yep. So sometimes that's what you want to do, and let the fish dictate it. Yeah, you know, they'll tell you what they want. So. Uh, Jake, what's what's your preferred knot on a vertical? On a vertical, it's improved modified. Um, I just tie it straight to the line. Um, I don't tie any leader. Uh, 95% of the time I'm tight lining, so it's yellow line, ASSO diamond, or, you know, um, some of the Frost Series line that I've been using recently. Um, both are good. And 
Yeah, just an improved modified. I'll tell you, I've seen so many people. I ran into one of our good friends that we were uh, staying up at his camp this weekend. Had just horrendous line on a rod. He pulled out. Oh, saw, yeah, look, I got this great, wonderful rod and everything. And I pulled it out, and it looked like a corkscrew. <laughs> and I'm like going, oh, we got to fix that up. Fortunately, I had some uh, good line in the bag and was able to help with that. But I can't stress enough for you guys that are out there that you need to make sure that you know where to spend your money. It's not always that you have to buy the best of everything, but line is one of those things <clears throat> you just can't skimp on. Um one, it doesn't always hold the knot. If you've got the stuff, we've talked about coily uh, line before that you're never going to tight line with. You're not going to see a lot of the bites because it's just pulling the coils and things like that. So line's something not to skimp on. Now, all three of us will break out a schoolie rod that has a $2 reel on it. We're not real super believers in having to spend a hundred dollars on a reel. No, nope. and uh, we've all built our own rods to get the the action that you want. Mm-hmm. But line, oh my god, the the money. I hope Jake's wife doesn't know what he spends on line. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that there's you don't skimp. You just yeah. go with it. Yeah, you're looking for a small diameter and high brake strength. Um, Whether you run the test yourself or I have a spreadsheet that I've done over the years on my computer that um, I've added weights and see how big the stretch is and see where the break point is. And I can tell you, you know, the top 25 lines on the market uh, just from doing a little research on your own. Do you try the the different knots yeah how they how they how they tie and how they break so yes the knot, knot selection and line selection it matters <laughs> <laughs> yes yes both both very well matter yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. quite but often I, we feel like... that it's important to have engineers on the team <laughs> I, know, I, jake's an engineer i'm a computer scientist and stuff's our safety guy <laughs> i i don't know i I mean, for the money, you can't beat that ASSO diamond. No, it's not it, price. It, it's really nice. It's thin. It breaks at a very high, you know. It's point. bright and shows up in the hole well. And that's the biggest thing right mm-hmm. there is that it's brighter than almost every line on the market in its own way mm-hmm. against against water. It's a little different sitting on your kitchen table. Well, I'll tell you guys, uh, it's always something. And if you don't have that variety out there of different jigs for the different situations, maybe different rods for the different situations. We've all talked about the days when we're on the tight lines. Jake was mentioning whether he's uh, tight lining or going to a spring bobber. Or uh, even the days when we get totally frustrated and we break out the palm rod. And just to make sure there's fish. A lot of guys in those like four to ten foot flats, they like to bring out that long rod. So you're just dropping it right in, 
and you just basically lift it up and put your <clears> fish <throat> on it. Yeah. Especially if you're in crappies like that, you only got to get it down underneath the ice about three, four feet, and those crappies are coming up to smoke your jig. It can be a riot on a long rod. Yes, definitely. I'm a huge fan of a long rod. Yep, in shallow water. I think most of your one rides around on the dash of my truck, so it's ready to go because it doesn't fit in the rod bag. Yeah, yep. I have uh, PVC tubing on my quad that I have shoved all my long rods in to protect them. I'm going to have to put that on the side-by-side. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Now, another question that comes up when Steph was talking about the the spikes and putting two spikes on there, maybe squishing one out a little bit and stuff. It That kind of comes from, in my experience, of when you've caught three fish on a spike and it starts getting wore out and all of a sudden you realize you're catching more fish. You guys find that to be true? Oh, yeah, definitely. Once the fish... And they start getting them baits all soft and wore out. Even the red spikes turn to a, like a, a light pink after a while. <laughs> They've been on there so long if they haven't gotten, you know, stolt by a bait stealer or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring up a good point, Chaz. Um, I do a couple different things. Not that I, I'm anybody to follow with what they do, but the, the old Gens trick right is to take the spike and you see on the very top the fat part you talked about a little bit earlier and you can see the two little eyes right is to almost squeeze it and it'll create like uh almost like a scent sack and then you you hook it through there and when you hook it through there it stays alive so you can drop it down into the water and it'll move around it's right? wiggling naturally. Yeah. It'll wiggle naturally. You don't even have to move your rod. That's 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 a very good tip. Great. Good dead stick method. <clears throat> it's a great dead stick method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the second thing that I think I kind of go towards was is almost what you're talking about, stuff, is I take that spike and I go through that scent sack and then I push it all the way down towards the jig, turn it around, and hook it again. Yep. And so then they can't pull it off as easy, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, you, after you catch a few fish, you kind of get that natural wiggly skin <laughs> that just flops, Flutters. just just like mm-hmm. a, just let's just like a waxworm that you were talking about, yep. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of two different tips and tricks there of how to hook it onto your jig. Well, and it's just like we said with the, you know, if your vertical doesn't work or your horizontal doesn't work, try the other one. Mm-hmm. If neither of those work or your fish are real finicky. Go find those jalapeno jigs that Steph's got. <laughs> swing at oh. a 45 with a loose loop oh. knot so the thing's swinging like a bell clanger. Those uh, things are, that's old school right there, though. <laughs> yeah, you got to just get something out that uh-huh. if it doesn't work and change it up. But it works. Oh, yeah. I love throwing yeah. on the old school demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've been thinking about putting a little spinner upstream of some of my stuff just to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> put a little more dance in the water. Mm-hmm. At one point, Steph pulls out a uh, horizontal jig that had uh, chrome, or no, it was gold with stripper glitter. Yeah, 
And I mean, I'm going, where did you get that thing? He says, oh, I think it was so-and-so's. I'm like, I didn't get one of those. <laughs> That's one of those numbers I had you order for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to figure that out. But uh, it's, They were smoking uh, that thing. Yeah. I mean, some days it's color. Some days it's size. Some days it's uh, position. Mm-hmm. But it goes right back to what we've been saying all season. You have to have a variety. Because if you're intending to catch fish, not just go out on the ice and hide from the family, but catch fish, you got to have a bit of an arsenal to find out what they're really after. And that might mean different jigs. That might mean different poles. That might even mean different baits. So don't be shy on those things. Yeah, what's weird about this weekend is I always have good luck on mousies. And these fish did not like a mousie. This weekend, I got rejected so many times on a mousey. I'm like, I'm just going back to the two spikes, and that's what they wanted. They don't, they wouldn't have nothing to do with that mousey. It was crazy. Yeah, it was Spike Central this weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything different, Jake? No, I I rarely run two. I usually just run a single, and they choke it. I but. tried both, and two was the working for me. At at one point, I was putting three on just to try and bigger fish to come in yeah um, but you know that doesn't always work either but i'm a i'm a huge uh red spike guy you can ask chad and anthony they could probably put a million dollars on if if i'm jigging out there <laughs> it's like I what's got, jake running <laughs> yeah they know what i'm running mm-hmm. there's my there's my top gun secrets <laughs> yeah i like those red spikes they don't last as long in the fridge i'll give you that and uh, also, zooplankton is white in the water. I'll also give you that. But uh, to me, there's just something about that blood killer instinct, red that uh, catches a little bit bigger fish, in my opinion. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, I remember one year we had one of our uh, USA practices, and uh, I don't remember who it was, whether it was Kevin or somebody, brought over red, white, and blue spikes. Mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed to see blue spikes. And I think they had colored them up specifically for us. But uh, that, was, that was a pretty cool thing, and I remember that from uh, back then. But as we've been saying, guys, be prepared, if you're going to catch fish, to be ready with whatever it takes. Hey, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more and uh, – kind of delve into our upcoming plans over the next few weeks. Maybe mention a couple of tournaments that are coming up and just give you some more insights. But remember, you can always get online and ask us a question at miiceguys.com. Just ask an ice guy. Guys, when you're out on the ice, do you protect your eyes? The MI Ice Guys have partnered with Costa Del Mar Sunglasses. Made in America, made by hand. The thinnest glass technology for sunglasses. 100% UV protection. We love our coasts so much, we took them to Finland to the worlds. They allowed us to see where other people had been drilling before, protected our eyes in the blowing snow, and kept us looking good on the ice. Made in America, Costa Del Mar sunglasses. Get them online, get them at a local retailer near you. Remember, tell them the MI Ice Guys sent you and you need the best. Hey, guys, we're back to kind of wrap this show up and get you 
a little insight into our plans and uh we're we've been talking steph and i we've got another weekend uh to fish before we got to go do the seminars mm-hmm. at the end of the month uh so we're looking at some possibilities we've got reeds lake and grand rapids uh jake's trying to talk us into going out to jordan and getting in the slam fest out there uh there's a number of lakes up around uh their houses up uh between cedar and howard city and uh, a little off to the east that we could hit uh we're just kind of wondering from you guys you guys got any secret lakes you want to invite us to feel free to jump online and give us a give us a clue on that um We've actually even been invited down, you know, running off towards Jackson as well, south of Lansing. So there's a lot of interesting opportunities out there. But Jake was just mentioning how awesome it'd be is if we had somebody that really knew us knew a lake that could get us in the right direction on a particular lake, fish with us, and then we could come out there and give them some tips and tricks and we probably even got some swag that we could share and, uh, you know, help them learn how to catch their fish better, but give us a new place to fish at the same time. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty exciting. Uh, I know Steph and I will jump in the trucks and go just about anywhere. And Jake, he's probably got a plan, but he can, I would, be I, would sh- I would show up. I would he show could up. be diverted. I could be diverted <laughs> stuff. So what's on what's on your uh, wish list agenda, Jake? As far as what? As far as uh, where do you you got what do you got going for the weekend? Tournament or fun fishing? <clears throat> Tournament doing cool. the uh, Southern Michigan Panfish League. Um, nice. Is that on we, Sunday? So you got Saturday we, to practice or Saturday's going Saturday's going to be a, a full day practice for sure. Um, then in two weeks we got the Midwest Open. Uh, so that's going to be on Wamplers and we're going to be doing that. Um, that's going to be a lot of time. Um, and then the following weekend we got actually the NAFC that's going to happen in Michigan, which is, uh, you didn't hear here first, but maybe you did. Um, <laughs> well, I Googled the zip code okay. that they have and, uh, it looks like it's going to be based at a casino. No, no, no. All right. No, no. Hot off the press. So Hot off the press. Yeah, it's going to be in Brooklyn. Um, I think it's going to be Devil's Lake. Wow. I think it's going to be ninety nine percent sure it's going to be Devil's Lake. Um, Uncle Myron's backyard. Uncle Myron's backyard. So uh, that's going to be the Michigan tournament. That's going to follow the uh, Midwest Open, and then. We do Antioch the weekend after that. Uh, we do uh, another one after that. Another one after that. So, yeah, we're pretty busy, but um, lots of tournaments. It's going to be lots of good fishing. Pretty excited. Cool. Pretty excited for Devil's Lake. Pretty excited for, I didn't mention it, Southern Michigan Panfish Series will be in Duck Lake. So, um, if you're in or around or near, uh, that'll be that'll be a fun fun lake as well. And Jake could use any tips that you have for him. <laughs> yes, I, it, he, he's not above taking advice from locals. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Nope. Uh, I I I always listen. 
Yeah, he'll listen. He'll drill 10 holes where you told him to. Yep. And just to see if you're right. I'll even drill your hole and you can catch catch him. Jake brings extra batteries. I do. Yes. He'll get going. (laughs) Al, uh, Steph, what are you thinking? What what was your, what's your druthers for the weekend? I'm going to hit a few lakes close to home. Some, some old haunts like over there by my dad's around uh, that little muska lounge. Oh, yeah. Land of Lakes area, yeah. Yeah, the Trufant area. Yep, that sounds like a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get in some fishing this weekend, and uh, the ice is great, guys. But still, practice some safety. If it doesn't look like you're following a track that is well worn out onto the ice, take your spud and check it. And if you're in one of those areas that maybe got a little bit of warm weather. If you're south of Grand Rapids, got a little warm weather, be a little cautious until that temperature drops back down again. And watch for anything on the ice that might give you a clue that there, there's a problem. Or you know, change a in wet conditions. spot. Uh, big snow drifts can insulate and hide a spring. Yep. Just, just be careful when you go out there. Wear your floating suit. If you don't have one, tell your wife that's what you really need for whatever holiday is coming up. Black ice is safer than white ice. Yep, black ice that you can see is very, very hard. It has a very tight crystalline structure to it. I could bore you for hours with what I've read about uh, how ice forms. And it's been very interesting to learn and really realize that if you slow down and watch how your auger cuts, if you get real fine shavings and things like that, you know you're on good hard ice. You start getting big chunkiness coming out. That's when to be a little bit nervous. I know Steph and I, we experienced that firsthand in mm-hmm. Ukraine <laughs> when uh, chunks of ice like the size of a quarter or 50 cent piece started coming out when you were augering it. Uh, that was that was not good. Yeah, um, the general sinking feeling. <laughs> well, yes, big chunks of ice that moved around. <laughs> We're talking safety here. We're talking yes. safety. Uh, yes. So be cautious of those things. <laughs> Always fish with a buddy and uh, take my advice. Take a rope with you. If it's tied to your sled, that's good. Otherwise, Always. get a throw rope for your pocket or your bucket. Yeah. It may help you save somebody without you having to get wet, which is a, a really cool thing. Um. Remember, we're going to be at the end of the month, Steph and I at least, at Hunting Time Expo. We're going to be hosted by Sportsman's Dollar, which is a real good source for some economy gear. If you're not looking to break the bank and go out and, you know, in one weekend buy a quad and, um, you know, high dollar electronics and 47 poles and a new truck, (laughs) um, we can show you that this sport doesn't have to be expensive. (laughs) But like all sports, you can make it as expensive as you want to. But a schoolie, a couple of jigs, and some decent line, and some bait from your local shop, you're probably in. Goes a long way. And take a a pal with you. I think Myron said that his, his, uh, what were they? they, They're Shakespeare ice shanty rods. I don't think they make them anymore. But he got them for $4, (laughs) and they bought boxes of them. So between his schoolie rod and his Shakespeare 
or his his school reels and Shakespeare, Shakespeare rod. rod. He has like six bucks into it, and he has under ten bucks into the whole thing. So, but he's probably got about another five bucks in line on it. Five, yeah. So, and a two dollar jig, but not very much money. No, and, and he's going mm. in, and he's going in the NAFC, and he's well. And Uncle Myron has wow. two of those big rings from the NAFC on his hand too. The only rings that matter. The only rings that matter. <laughs> That's correct. I, so, guys, I, we're going to wish you a great week of fishing. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks recording again. Um, reach out to us. We got the contact stuff on the website. You just fill in a little form. It sends us some email, and you're all set. Look forward to seeing them at the show. If you uh, know about something for Jake on one of his tournaments, give him a heads up on that. And I'll uh take it know. all I can get. And if you've got that private lake that you just want a little help on, you know, hey, give us a holler. We might be able to work it into our schedules to come on out and fish with you. Bring you a little swag, give you some t- help you out with some things. Not fish it all the time, just just help well, out. We're just there to do something new. Yeah. And find a new lake because you know. You get bored going the same old hole all the time and just getting a limit in 10 minutes. Wish I knew somebody <laughs> that did that, but anyway, it sounded real good. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to follow you more. <laughs> anyway, we're the MI Ice Guys. Keeping it safe while we're hardwired fishing in the Great Lakes State. I'm Chaz. I'm Steph. I'm Jake. See you next time, guys. Yeah. Guys, be sure to check out miiceguys.com. Not only do we have our past episodes available for download, but we also have some recipes, our ice map, and some great product reviews, as well as some tips and tricks that you might be interested in. You can also follow us on Facebook, but remember, the source is miiceguys.com.